The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you so much for being with us today here on Afternoons with Mike. Today, this show is coming to you from and on location at the Sharing Center. This is really a beautiful day for the Sharing Center. At 10 o'clock this morning, a ribbon cutting took place. I'm actually here. This is being recorded prior to that ribbon cutting. And sitting by me right now is the president and CEO of the Sharing Center, Nina Yan. Nina's been with us here many times on The Shepherd, and it's great to have you here once again. What a day. We're here moments, actually about an hour away from that big ribbon cutting, and this has been a dream. We've talked about it before together, the grand reopening of the Oasis expansion out the window with lots more capabilities to help those who are in need. What's going on in your mind right now, Nina? Thank you for coming on our campus on this special um, unveiling day. We are unveiling our new campus with all of the improvements in signage and, of course, as Mike mentioned, tripling our capacity at the Oasis to better meet the need of our community in serving the homeless. And so the new Oasis will be unveiled or by the time you're listening to this, have already unveiled. Um, We have six ADA-compliant showers, four case management offices, and a a classroom that will be launching a workforce development program called Project RISE. We are so excited with this expansion, and we're so grateful to Heart of Florida United Way for majorly stepping up to allow us to make this expansion possible. And hence, our new plaza name is called Lith United Village. You know, that's really a neat new branding sense because that's really what the Lord has called us to do, to live in such a way that our hearts are knit together. We, we are, as believers, able to reach out and join hands with an organization like Sharing Center. I know churches are involved in it, many different churches of many different denominations, but you also have businesses. You've been able to unite even churches and businesses and individuals, all who have a heart to see a difference made for the community. And I know this is big. So tell us a little bit about what uh, is going to be happening in this 10 o'clock ribbon cutting ceremony. The ribbon cutting ceremony will have um, just a handful of speakers. Of course, Jeff Hayward, uh, President and CEO of Heart of Florida United Way, will be joining us. And then there will be a dedication of the major contributors of this capital campaign. So we'll be recognizing, in addition to United Way, the entire team from Warren Smith Construction, who've done an amazing job. And then, you know, we joke about this, but the two competing hospital system, Avon Health and Orlando Health, both were one of the very first ones to step up with a major contribution to make the OASIS expansion possible. So we'll be honoring Avon Health and Orlando Health. And then one of our founding church partner, Annunciation Catholic Church, will also be honored. And lastly, one of our board member, uh, Larry Bonner from Duke Energy. And it's 
things that I don't even think of as the president CEO is power wattage and the draw with a new oasis of six commercial size uh, washer and dryers, six ADA compliant showers, and a lot of other computer equipment and so forth. And so we actually didn't have enough power to sustain the the new oasis. And so Larry and Duke Energy team quickly went to work and built us new. I'm not even sure, energy source so that we have enough wattage to um, serve our clients. And so we'll be recognizing all of our uh, major participants of this program or this expansion. And then also to honor a few of our um, guests and uh, board member and volunteer who have passed away who are not able to join us today. So um, this is going to be a very exciting and sad at the same time day because we've lost a few clients to due to homelessness. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say um, sad, and, and I know that's something that you have to fight every day because when you pull in into this beautiful facility that God has given you, that you have worked so hard, and I, even under your leadership, this thing has changed, and I'm so grateful for you, Nina. But I do know that there is that human element. There is that reality that we're dealing with a, a culture and a society that is hurting, that is in need. We've all gone through the pandemic But prior to the pandemic and after the pandemic, there's still going to be a need to help people who are are hurting, who are homeless. I know I've talked to Hendrix Reyes and, uh, you know, he was one who has been helped and now is helping. And that is something. But that reality of what you talk about, that sadness, that's something that you really have to mitigate in your life every day, right? Yes. So you mentioned Hendrix, and I think he was interviewed prior. Um, He was one of those special souls that even though he stabilized, um, have a a good paying job, have housing available to him now, he still came back to the Oasis. And the first time I saw him after he was housed, um, my heart just sank. I thought, did Hendrix lose his job or did Hendrix lose his housing? You know, is he back to Oasis because he needs our assistance again? Um, As it turned out, he came back to encourage other homeless individuals to say, hey, I went back to school, virtual school, I got a degree, I have a good paying job, and I'm stable now, so you can do it too. And one of those um, individual, amazing. yes, it's it's amazing. And one of those individuals that Hendrix was able to influence is named Alex. And Alex went back to school, and he would have graduated last week with his HVAC degree. Unfortunately, due to a, a medical issue, um, he was hospitalized about a month ago and passed away about two weeks ago. And when I received the text from his mom on a Sunday, two Sundays ago, actually, I was in church when she texted me and said that um, Alex passed away. And then she texted me this week to say the memorial service is today at the same time as our ribbon cutting. So I took that as a sign that this is meant to be dedicated to those who who we've lost, including Alex. And so last evening I was able to um, go to the viewing, and as I was leaving the funeral home, the sky just opened up and a heavy, heavy downpour. And I took that as a sign that God is crying for our loss Mm. of Alex Henry. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is something, it's very, when you get involved in helping people, you get involved with the emotion of helping people as well. And I see that and I feel that with you, Nina. And I'm, 
I'm with you. I mean, how ironic that it is the exact time as this. But you know, in a real way, this is what we're doing until the Lord returns, until we all are with him uh, and truly living united <laughs> with the Lord in that. And in, in the meantime, I think you've got a great name for the Sharing Center. You've chosen a great theme, a great subtitle here with the village, Living United Village. Uh, it, it is a reminder to us on this day of celebration that there is a soberness about it as well, because we are talking about helping people in need. And it is so easy. I believe it is so very easy to turn a blind eye to that need. And we see homeless people at the corners, and uh, we have to always rem- ask ourselves, is that a guy like Hendrix right there? Mm-hmm. Can I help him? Should I help him? Should I get involved? How, Lord, can I help? And that's what you've done in your life. Nina, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And I know this is going to be a big day for you. Thank you, Mike. And if I may put in a shameless plug, the current Oasis operates on three volunteers a day, Monday through Friday, one to do intake, one to do the laundry for our homeless clients, and the third person to clean the shower after each client uses and sanitize it. with the new Oasis, with tripling our capacity, instead of needing three volunteers a day, we're going to need between seven to eight volunteers each day. So I would love to, to do a shout out to all of the listeners. If you have three hours a day to spare, please come to the Sharing Center and we would love to put you to work and use you as the hands and feet of our Lord and serve our community and serve those that are in need. Congratulations on a a wonderful day, Nina. Thank you for being with me. And now we're going to go to that interview with Hendrix Reyes. It's great to see you, Hendrix. It's nice to see you, too. (laughs) Now, I understand that you, at one point, you were one of the people served by the, the Sharing Center as a client, and you were here, and now you're involved. The word I've heard is, you're a motivator, man. Something like that, yes. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what's going on out here today. Um, this is a wonderful thing because it started out as an idea. Just to see it become a reality today is, is amazing. It's a big deal for me. Like I used to come here and have somebody to talk to. It wasn't so much the material stuff that they could offer. It was just um, no other place would deal with the mental issues that most of these people that come here deal with. And um, to be able to come here and feel like you were at home, you know, they always treated you like family, was big for me. It kind of helped me gain back the confidence that I had lost when I became homeless. That's one thing that uh, most places don't choose to deal with. They don't choose to address that, is um, a lot of these people, for some reason or another, become homeless. You kind of, like, end up just drowning in your own sorrow and your own depression, if you want to call it, Um, and then it's hard to get out. Some people lose their dignity and just stay stuck in the situation, and others uh, choose to find help, and places like this come through and, and help you gain back that confidence and that ambition you had. And Some people are able to get out of the situation. Like I was fortunate to have people that just wouldn't let me you know, fall. They kept pushing me, and I was able to go to school and graduate school and uh, make something of myself and get back on my feet and... Um, I decided that just saying thank you wasn't enough. I had to give back, and I started going out and feeding and clothing the homeless with stuff that was being donated to me. And, like, the sharing center was always a big help for me because I could always come here, and even if it was just for an hour or two, I felt like I was a part of something because I had lost that. 
So to come back, it's an honor for me to be asked to come here and just be a part of this. It's a great thing because it was a vision I had also. <laughs> so You know, Hendrix, it's, it's one of these things where people hear the terms that are associated with the Sharing Center often, like homelessness and serving and the need for dignity. And no one would understand that if they've never experienced it. But what you experienced here, you were able to feel a part of a community. That's what it sounds like you're saying, right? Yes, yes. Um, it could have been anywhere. I could have gone anywhere. But being that um, it's a Christian-based place, like, you know, um, Christ is here. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's here. If you're a believer, uh, you can feel his presence here. And I felt that the first time I came here. And that's why I kept coming back. Like, um, I'm a strong believer of Christ. And um, I know that he got me out of the situation. I'm a 9-11 survivor. So to make it out of the 30th floor in Building 1 was for a purpose. He had a much bigger purpose. But in the world we live in, like, you get caught up in it and you lose focus of who is really in charge, and things happen. I ended up here in Florida, homeless, and, you know, uh, they say find the kingdom and everything else should fall in place. Well, I did that. I did that, and everything started falling in place. And he, he took out the people I thought were important that weren't important, and he replaced it with people like these people here and other people. Um, people at my church, Journey Church, showed me how to make Jesus available, accessible to everyone, and I chose to do that. I, I go out, and who I am today, speaking to you right now, that's who you, who I am wherever I am with whoever I'm around. So um, it's made me a better person. It's, it showed me how to love myself so that I can love others. What do you think this grand reopening of the Oasis and the Live United Village concept that's happening at the Sharing Center, what do you think that means to people who are served by the clients here? What, what do you think this day holds for them? It's, it's a major thing. It's an important day because today what they're doing here is the spark that's going to um, hopefully not solve the, the homeless situation. But it'll be the spark that, that you know, begins to address the things that are not addressed. Mm-hmm. Like case management, um, that's so needed. Like all these people out here going through stuff or whatever, and they, they just bottle it up like I was doing. I was angry at everyone in the world, like, because I had all these things that I was holding on to and no one to talk to about it. It was just like, oh, you know, so how, so are you homeless? Yes. Um, I have a lot to share. Like, you want to hear it? Oh, well, we don't have the time right now, like, until I came here. And and somebody sat down and listened, you know. I had a lot more to offer than just my situation. You know, it was just a situation, an experience I went through. It doesn't define me. That's not who I am. You know, that homeless experience is not who I am. I have a lot more to offer, so. Now, you had mentioned earlier about uh, that feeling that you had someone accept you and help you and get past that sense of homelessness, because it is more than just a current state. It can become, like you had indicated, a bit of an an attitude or a, a bit of maybe feeling that I'm trapped in a box and I can never get out. But you broke out of that, and that's proof that anyone who really comes receives the aid that is available to them here. They can do just what happened to you, right? Yes. Yes, because the thing is, um, when you're out there, uh, you 
kind of feel invisible. Like no one sees you. You could be surrounded by a lot of people, but no one is seeing you because you build this force field. And I guess it's the only way to survive when you're on the streets is to build a force field where you don't let anyone in mm. because you're hurt every day. Oh, sir, yo, you have to move from here. You can't stand here. Oh, my God. Oh, they're just out there because they want to be out there. They're just on drugs. So if you keep hearing that, you start playing that role. And after a while, it's just you can't even break it, you know, because you're doing it all the time and you're hearing it all the time. So when somebody acknowledges you and I, like sits down and has a conversation, they kind of crack that force field. And it's like a new thing for you. You're like, oh, my God, like, wow, like this person acknowledged me or whatever. And that's hope. Mm-hmm. That's that hope that you need. Hey, maybe tomorrow will be a better day, you know. Somebody actually saw me. Somebody took the time. And you start thinking back to who you were before you fell into this homeless situation. And that's hope. Like, you know, there might be a chance that I might get out of here. So you work harder for tomorrow. Tomorrow could be a better day. But if that doesn't happen for you, you stay stuck in this and you drown. You drown in in this homeless, oh, my God, poor me, you know. But when somebody takes the time, like, to acknowledge, it, it, it's a good thing, you know. What is it like for you, having been homeless, having been one who served, was served by uh, the Sharing Center, and now you're part of, uh, you're representing the Sharing Center to people who are homeless. What are what are people's reactions to you when they realize that you one day had been right where they are? Um, <laughs> that's funny that you asked that because... At times, that's that seems to be a problem I'm dealing with right now. Just embracing that is the I don't see what you see because <laughs> um, I lived it. So when I share my story and people are like, "Oh my God, wow!" Like, "Oh look, like I'm so proud of you." Like I don't feel that because like my eyes have been opened, so I see things different now. Like I want to help the world. I want to help everybody that's going through what I went through. If I could, I would try to help everybody and I feel people's pain like I, I could see right through you and I know if you're going through a rough situation because I was there and I don't wish it on anybody you know so it, it's kind of hard now to sometimes I almost feel like like it's not fair like I don't deserve you know where I am and what I have now and knowing that there's so many people out there that don't have that but then I remind myself like okay you're he you know, God put you in this predicament because now you could come back and maybe help them get to where you are, you know. Yeah. If you did it, then maybe, you know, they'll work to, harder to try to get there where you are because if it happened for you, it could happen for me. Hendrix Reyes, thank you for stopping by and talking to us today on this big day, Live United Village and the grand reopening of Oasis at the Sharing Center. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll be back with more from the Sharing Center coming up in just a moment. Back again here on The Shepherd on Afternoons with Mike, sitting here with Father Ivan Olmo from Annunciation Catholic Church, Nina. She speaks so highly of not only you, but of your church. Just the fact that you guys have been a major contributor, an ongoing supporter, and really a provider of volunteers. It's really great to see this church in our community take part. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved here. One of the things that we focus on is our own vision and mission. And our our vision as a parish family is really just to grow 
in our prayer life and, and to become what God wants us to do is to become a people of great prayer. And the mission that he's given us is to, to know God more intimately, to love him more profoundly, and, and to serve him more faithfully, and then to serve him in one another. And, and that's how we become part of this uh, beautiful sharing center and their beautiful vision and mission, because that's what we're called to do, to know, love, and serve. And so we do that through our own community, through our own outreach, and we partner with that vision and that mission so that we're all being united in, the, in this one mission that God is asking us all to just know him, love him, and serve him by loving and serving one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about that uh, title that they've adopted for this new work, the Live United Village. And it's one thing to say that we want to be together. Sometimes it's, it's proven in life to be a little bit more difficult to pull that off. The Sharing Center is actually doing that. We're seeing here all denominations represented. We're not only seeing churches, but we're seeing businesses. Even the fact that when I interviewed Nina a little earlier on, she talked about the two competing hospital systems that have really uh, laid any differences down. Yes, they may compete in a sense, but they are both joined, united in this wonderful outreach to help our community. And that's really what you're doing. That's what you're saying. But I just commend you and and the people at your church for the way that they have done that. And I know uh, when you give, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, right? Yeah, yeah. I I love that. So um, our community, uh, I found it to be a very welcoming community and a community that does want to share. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the, the name, the Sharing Center, and that's what it's all about, is being able to share the gifts that have been entrusted to us. And it is, it is when we're able to share those gifts, to give those gifts that we truly receive as well. So I, I love the fact that everyone is kind of laying down everything just to share in, in one vision, one mission. And that is just sharing that everything that God has given us. What are you seeing right now that excites you in Central Florida? Again, it's this, um, as you mentioned, beyond our differences, beyond the need of, of competing differences, um, just to be able to know that there's still this, this gift, this light, Right, that I, I, I'm still seeing light. I'm still seeing hope, mm-hmm. um, and despite whatever we might call darkness, that that this light is prevailing. Right, and so I see a people of hope, a people of prayer, um, and not despair. Right, so we we continue to persevere in prayer, and knowing that God is listening to us. And we just hope that we continue to listen to him and follow his lead, right? That's the, to hear the good shepherd's voice and just to follow his lead. So for me, what, I, what I'm seeing in the midst of all this, I see hope, right? And that, that fills me with joy, great joy. You know, Nina is very excited today, and just having uh, spent a little bit of time with her already, uh, her role has been so pivotal, and really the entire sharing center has done what I believe a lot of businesses would look at, and they marvel. It's like a head-scratcher. How can you pull so many different people 
from so many different walks of life to help a group of people that many of them don't relate to or wouldn't have related to on a day-to-day basis. And yet the, the ability to pull this together has happened. And here we are on a big day of celebration. This is really exciting, isn't it? It's exciting. I think of the, you know, it's funny, as, as I hear you talk, the first word that comes is gift. Isn't it all a gift? And, and when, I, when I think of the word gift, I think of growing in the faith together. That, that, that's what you're seeing here. You're seeing all kind of faith groups, different denominations, everyone coming together, and, and we're growing in the faith together. And so that becomes the gift that collectively we do together and we're able to share with everyone, right? There's just, it's just freely given and it's freely shared. And that's a great gift. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of cause for joy today, a lot of rejoicing. And it does, it does confound us that this is an amazing place and how it works, it's a great mystery, right? (laughs) It just is a great mystery. But in all, at the end of the day, it's just pure gift. And so we thank God for that. I think, you know, we live in a, a time, uh, Father, that it, it, it appears that many people are, are confounded when they look at the willingness in the heart of a, uh, an organization or a church or a group of people that would be as unselfish as what this particular organization really is. But ever since I, it's been almost three years now since I became aware of this Outreach. It's been going on for a long time, and they were doing it big three years ago. This today is obviously a giant leap forward in what they're going to be able to do quantitatively with, with uh, tripling the Oasis outreach. And all of that obviously takes more money. It takes more volunteers. It takes more effort on the staff, which is a small staff. When you think about all that they do, but it takes people like yourself who you're envisioning your church and those church people are envisioning their friends and it becomes a growing thing, right? Yeah. And, and I like that, the, the envisioning. Um, it, it, it says that we're all visioning together. And, and it's, it's, again, it's so beautiful that we're all seeing the same thing, the same vision. We want the same thing. Um, and so I'm thankful for our community. It, it is a community that at the heart of it, they, they are living out our vision, right, to become this people of great prayer. And in that prayer, they want to share everything that's been given to them. And, and it, it, again, even in the midst of challenging times, they're still reaching out. The outreach, nothing, nothing um, it's keeping them from doing it. It's not slowing down. As a matter of fact, that's what's amazing us, that even in difficult times, that everyone continues to uh, be shared in the vision, shared in the mission, and they continue to not, you know, when I think of outreach, and that's what this is all about, people reaching out, their, their hands are coming out even further, right? They're reaching out even further. And, and so I'm so thankful to be part of this community. So. Well, you're doing a great job. And thank you for the uh, real investment that Annunciation Church has given the Sharing Center. It speaks highly of you and your leadership. And so God bless you. But this is a big day. And thank you and your church. Amen. Thank you. And well, and thank you again to 
everyone. Um, there's so many people involved and so many people to thank. And so on behalf of our community, thank you for allowing us to, to share in this vision and mission with you. Father Ivan Omo from Annunciation Catholic Church, thanks again. We'll be back in just a moment. With me right now is Brian Cox, a nine-year board member uh, at the Sharing Center, and this is your last year of serving on the board. Uh, this has got to be, for you, a culmination of, uh, wow, you've seen all the changes that's happened at the Sharing Center, but it's got to be a really fulfilling day of seeing the vision come to where it is today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it is remarkable, the progress that the Sharing Center has made over the last nine years. Um, It's fortunate that we live in a community where there are so many people that are willing to give of their time, their resources uh, to help to create a place like this. When you first got involved, it's now been nine years of of your life, and you know I know that anyone who's involved at board level really cares the heart. You hear the reports, you hear the struggles as well as the victories. You hear all of that, uh, but in a real way, our area, our country for that matter, has changed in nine years a lot. What are you seeing now that's happening that uh, makes you so glad that you became part of this organization? Yeah, well, I I think you are right. There have been a lot of changes. Um, I think the one common thread has been that there are a large number of people that live here in Seminole County that are part of what we call the Alice population. And these are folks that are out there uh, working, going to work every day, Uh, Perhaps both people in the household are working. They're doing all of the things that you and I would always say are necessary to create a successful life. Yet about 40% of those people are living right on the edge financially. They have almost no cushion against the unexpected or the different emergencies that crop up in life. And so when those emergencies happen, these people can be tipped over very easily into um, a situation where they may lose their housing, uh, they may lose their transportation. Uh, There's a multitude of things that can kind of domino effect in their lives. And what the Sharing Center can do is to step in and prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. And they do. And that is right. This term that we have used before on The Shepherd here in our interviews with not only the Sharing Center, but also Christian Help, is that, and this is what you're describing as the the underemployed, Uh, those that are working. It's not like uh, people are, are just choosing a way of life free of any type of responsibilities or job. That's not the whole of what is out there in, in the uh, homeless population, right? Right. No, the, the homeless population is, is a part of the population that we serve. And uh, right now, the Oasis facility that we're going to uh, have our grand opening or our re, re-grand opening this morning, it is the only place that someone can come who doesn't have access to a bathroom and a shower and a laundry to get those services. And, you know, you and I take those services for granted, um, but we have people that will ride public transportation on a bus line from Orange County 
uh, just to come here to be able to take a hot shower and get their clothes washed. Now, Brian, for you, you've been here again nine years and you've seen these changes happen. Uh, with all that's going on today, what, what are you guys anticipating that this tripling of the Oasis, this ability that you mentioned about taking showers or doing laundry, uh, all of that takes so much work. Uh, there's, you know, you think about even running any small business. It takes people to be there. It takes a watchful eye. Uh, what are you anticipating to happen as a result of today? Well, we'll, we'll be able to serve more people. We'll be able to, to give more people those services that are in the homeless population right now. Um, it's, it, it, it's somewhat um, difficult for those of us to understand who have a place that we can sleep every day, a place that we can use the bathroom or we can wash our clothes. It's impossible for us to relate to people who don't have access to those kind of basic things. These folks are living their lives in 24-hour increments of time. They're not thinking about what's going on next week or next month. Part of what we'll do in the Oasis is we're going to give people the opportunity to begin to have their immediate needs met, but also to begin to plan or construct a plan for their life so that they can hopefully improve their situation. Now, we uh, had a chance to meet uh, Hendricks, who was one of those people that uh, you did that really benefited from exactly what you're talking about, where he was a client, was being served, was one of the population being helped. But now uh, he was able to move past that into getting an education, a good job. And you know what? He's out here now helping others who were in the same boat as what he was. Yeah, absolutely. And and those are the success stories that kind of motivate uh, people like myself and the people that work and volunteer here at the, at the Sharing Center to continue to do what they're doing. Um, you know, my experience is, is that everyone wants to help, but people don't know how. They don't know what to do. And what the Sharing Center does is give all the people in our community a way to funnel their volunteer energy or their financial energy into a place where those things can all be done. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bigger than us as individuals. It really is. And by continuing to expand the sharing center and to make it the social services hub of our county, it's going to help a lot of people to solve problems that otherwise would go unsolved. Now, I know that you had to have seen some maybe difficult talks uh, with the board when you guys were going through the pandemic, when we realized what the pandemic was going to do. Uh, the thrift store is functionally shut down. When it shut down, a good deal of income was lost. So I know there had to be some discussions and some prayer meetings, right? Oh, for sure. And like every business and nonprofit that was out there during the pandemic, it was a very uh, uncertain time where you had no idea what the future would hold or how things would play out. 
But the one thing that I think is to the credit of the people that work here and volunteer here is that they never um, thought about shutting down and not being able to deliver services because what we do here is an essential service. So I really give them all the credit in the world. Uh, They didn't know what the future held, but they looked at what was happening right in front of them and the needs that could be met at that moment, and they did it. Well, thank you for serving as you have nine years on the board of this amazing outreach. You know, when we moved back down to Orlando from Gainesville and became aware of this, we became fans. We became personal supporters of bringing things out and and helping and trying any way we can. But this is something that's exciting. And I know this is a big day for you and it's a day of celebration. Oh, for sure. It's very satisfying to see this work uh, play out the way that it has and the ability to expand and serve more people. And it's a result of many, many people in our community coming together. It doesn't happen unless you have a lot of volunteers, you have a lot of businesses that are willing to give their time and energy. And I think that says a lot about Seminole County and who we are. Brian Cox, board member, and uh, boy, this is a big day. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with more from the Sharing Center coming up in just a moment. Welcome back here. This is Afternoons with Mike, segment three on my program today. I want to remind you that coming up in the next couple of days, got a couple of guests I think you'll enjoy. Tomorrow's program, I'll have Mike Sadler on Mike leads the program called Crossbound Ministry. It's heard across the Shepherd Radio Network in Orlando. It's heard every Sunday morning at about 7.32 and in Gainesville and Ocala uh, at 8.05 right after the news on Sunday morning. Uh, Mike Sadler is just a great guy. He came and we uh, had a chance to sit down and talk and uh, record this program with me. So that's coming up tomorrow. On Friday's episode, another visit with author Erica Wiggenhorn. She has written a brand new book based on the life of Ezekiel, and it's called An Unexpected Revival. And we talk about that. We talk about her life. I think you're really going to enjoy this program. You're going to find that she is very inspirational And you might identify with a lot of the things that she's gone through and uh, has learned from the Lord. All right, we're going to go back out to the Sharing Center one more time and a little bit of an explanation about what's going to happen in this segment. Uh, This segment is the portion that was the grand opening. uh, We've got two people that you're going to be hearing from One is United Way head Jeff Allen, who is going to be making an unbelievably great and generous uh, announcement of of an offering that United Way is uh, sowing into the Sharing Center. It is truly amazing. I think you're going to be blown away. And then the final person that we'll hear from from today's uh, ribbon-cutting ceremony is uh, the young lady that you heard earlier, the president and CEO of the Sharing Center, Nina Yan. 
So she'll be sharing, and then we'll be back at the end of that. So right now, let's go back out to the grand opening at the Sharing Center from earlier today with the leader of the United Way. This is Jeff Allen. But in 1986, that was the moment when 17 churches came together to answer the call to serve the poor. As Father said, they're crying out for help, and those churches came together to provide services and help and respite as they were struggling in this community. Those 17 churches represented people. They weren't buildings, they were people, caring, compassionate people who had empathy and compassion for those who needed help. As you know, the Sharing Center has been the cornerstone for social services here in Seminole for quite some time now. They've been answering the call for those families and individuals in need. And while we at Heart of Florida United Way have been investing in the Sharing Center for several years now, today is different, much different. We're investing in a shared vision, a vision where families and individuals can find the support that they need and can get on with their new life as they find prosperity on the other side. What Sharing Center represented and what the churches and the folks in those churches represented, they represent what we call Living United. It's about coming together, working together, rowing in the same direction, and ensuring that we not waste a dollar, we not waste a minute in ensuring that we help those families. So it is apropos today, as we stand now in the Live United Village, because we all heard the saying, it takes a village. Has anybody heard that? (laughs) Um, Having kids of my own, I can tell you that resonates quite well, because it does truly take a village. It takes a village to raise children, it takes a village to help our fellow citizens and residents in the community. The Sharing Center does serve our neighbors, and that's the village. This has become the village, and again, that's why it's apropos that it's now named the Live United Village. So with extraordinary pride and knowing the Sharing Center so well, I am happy today to announce that Heart of Florida United Way has made a $1 million investment in the Live United Village. This is the largest single investment we have ever made in a single partner agency. Thanks to a recent gift by Mackenzie Scott, author and philanthropist Mackenzie Scott, she invested some dollars into the United Way. And she gave us very little direction, but when you read her writings, as she is an author and speaks and writes quite uh, fluently about what her dollars should do, She wanted to ensure that these dollars helped as many people as possible. They didn't sit in an endowment, they didn't sit in a bank account, but instead they were unleashed into communities to ensure that people got the services they needed. In one of her writings, she said that her dollars should go to vital services and also through the profound encouragement felt each time a person is seen, a person is valued, and a person is trusted by another human being. The Sharing Center sees all of those folks who are in need. As the Father father said, God asks us to embrace the poor. Many folks turn a blind eye. Many folks walk by someone who is struggling on the street and they step over them. The Sharing Center does not do that, has never done that, and will not do that. 
And I gotta think that Mackenzie Scott would be pretty darn proud of where her money's being invested today. These dollars will go into emergency services. It'll go into showers and laundry facilities, but it will also go into new and innovative programs where there's a computer lab and folks and other services, and you'll see those on the tour. But this is literally from basic needs all the way up to getting folks on the other side and enjoying prosperity. So once again, on behalf of our board, and we have a couple of board members here, Stephanie Garris. Stephanie, if you can wave. Sean Molesberger. And a very dear volunteer who sits on a committee that actually started this process of investing the million dollars, Jan Lloyd. Thank you, Jan. So again, on behalf of the board and on behalf of our team, it is with great pride that we make this announcement today. And now I'd like to introduce our partner in this project, Nina Young. Good morning. What a glorious day, right? Um, before I make my remarks, um, Margot hates this because I go off script and she panics, right? I just wanted to recognize the amazing team that the Sharing Center has for, you know, certain things were not here last night or the night before, and I show up this morning and everything looks immaculate and gorgeous and beautiful. So thank you to the entire Sharing Center team Marco and the marketing team, all of the directors, Dan, Matt, Jenny, everybody pitched in to make this look beautiful. So I hope after the ribbon cutting that all of you will stay, take a tour of the new Oasis, and just see the fruits of our labor and where we're going to be able to triple our capacity to serve the homeless community. So good morning again. Um, I'm Nina. I'm the president CEO. Thank you for coming to our grand unveiling of the Live United Village. To see the impact that this community has made on those who are experiencing hunger and homelessness demonstrates to me the sheer vision and commitment that this community has for serving those in need. I stand in admiration as most of you, I hope all of you will, will see in the new Oasis, the space is gorgeous. And right behind me, more importantly, is the classroom for Project Rise, and that is the the journey begins at Project RISE to go from homelessness, unemployment, underemployment, back to stability in housing, stability in jobs, and everything else to make that individual a whole person. In the last three years, the team and I have seen just incredible transformation. In addition to the expansion of OASIS, we've also added a lot of new program partners. Some are here today. Um, Legal Aid Society of Seminole County, Rusty's Bicycle, I Dignity of Seminole County, and, and many, many more. And that's why one of the four case management offices behind me will be dedicated to our partners. So every day, five days a week, a different service will provide it for our clients, whether it's you know ID cards, SNAP benefits, talking to a lawyer, and so forth. And so we're really proud of our partnership with our uh, program partners. With every new opportunity at hand and all new program we design, we go back to our core values of serving through our faith, creating hope, and serving our clients with dignity. To see this vision come to life, I'm brought back to what truly matters, which is helping one another. 
And it also reminds me of uh, one of my favorite quotes by Mother Teresa that goes, if you can't feed 100 people, just feed one. I'm reminded also of many stories that have impacted the Sharing Center's commitment to serve and would like to take a moment to honor the lives of many who have walked through our doors. We've also seen great loss. And I'd like to um, tribute this new Oasis space to a few individuals that we've lost over the last year. First is this amazing young man named Jack Michael. Jack Michael is an amazing young volunteer who does not know a stranger, and he would take the shirt off his back if he meets a homeless person. He would loan his computer to a homeless person to help him find a job or find a shelter and so forth. Um, the next person I would like to uh, pay tribute to is one of our long-term board member, Ken Hoffman. Ken served as a loyal volunteer leader and a personal mentor of mine. Um, he served on our board for nine years. And then the last two I'd like to honor are two of our guests of the Oasis, Hector and Alex. And unfortunately, both of them passed away recently. And so if you will join me in bowing our heads and honor those that we have lost, please bow our heads. Let this new Oasis honor those we have lost. And it's not about how much we do, but about how much love we put into what we do. Our collective love to help others must be unconditional with, no expecting, with expecting nothing in return to our supporters, donors, and many, many volunteers who made this happen in the last six months, make this dream a reality. Please take comfort and pride in knowing that you have helped create a place where dignity could be restored. At, least, at this time, I'd like to thank a few individuals and major contributors to our 21 Fund Capital Campaign for making this possible. <laughs> Hope starts here at the Sharing Center. And what an appropriate way to end that portion of our program today. Hope starts here, says Nina at the Sharing Center. For so many people, that is an exactly true statement. Hope began the moment they went on the property, the moment they talked to the first volunteer, the moment that they received dignity that they have not received maybe in a really long time. Hope was born in their hearts. And we thank God for the Sharing Center, an amazing contribution from United Way of $1 million to this incredible organization led by our good friend Nina Yan. Again, congratulations on the grand reopening of the Oasis. And that's about all of our time for today. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.